Welcome to another Tuesday in the beautiful retail auto industry. We are one week away from the year end extravaganza, but today we're talking about inventory is up, mobile service, out of out of title paper, and chat GBT. Have you heard about that yet? I've heard about it just once or twice. Yeah, we haven't talked about it, so I figured we need to talk about it at the end of the show. We have to. We have because if we start with it. We'll talk about it for the whole show, which we're already kind of there. Over, yeah, not not possible. Hey, one week from today, Kyle. You know what's going on? Do you know what's going on a week from today? The even extravaganza. Is that is that? That's the new. That's the new thing right there. That's that's the new. That's the new line for it. Uh, I'll take it. That's a good one. It's a good one. Um, Yeah, at this at this time next week, we will be setting up, loading in cameras, producers, lights. Band, it's all going to be happening, getting ready for our live stream, which is from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we're going to have a full Jimmy Fallon style tonight show with a band. Michael Cirillo is going to be on the mic. You and I are going to be interviewing people. We have a game show built into this. Yeah. Which is just super fun. Like we're just gonna break up, break up the noise, get a little, get a little crazy right in the middle of it. So we're gonna get a whole bunch of great information. And a, oh my goodness. <laughs> I there might be a fight on stage. It's gonna get sideways. I'm just telling you right now, it will get sideways. It's gonna be great. Yeah, so but we're also, you know, it's not all fun and games. We're gonna have uh again tonight's show format. We're gonna talk about the year in review, talk about what some of the savviest dealers and industry partners are thinking about the year ahead. And it's meant to be an entertaining two hours where you learn a little something, you smile a lot, and you just say, you know what? I love the industry that I'm in. If you don't walk away from the year in extravaganza like that, then we have completely, completely failed. There you go. There you go. Hey, we're going to do it though. It'll be, it'll be fun. What else are you talking about before we talk about the news? Anything? Uh, We got two things and you don't even know about one of them. So one of them is uh, (laughs) that we are, we're just sharing out that, that true car is doing their, I need a true car uh, sweepstakes. If you go to the link in the show notes, you're going to find the, I need a true car uh, piece and it'll tell you all about, how to get your customers entered in utilizing Reels or TikToks uh, to to get a potential $5,000 of cash um, that they could potentially use to order a car. Maybe That's great. I, don't, you know, I can't think of a dealer out there that doesn't want $5,000 of True Cars money to go into one of their deals. There you go. <laughs> I can't exactly. think of a single one. <laughs> all of them. All of them. What, what's all the right. second thing that I the don't know The second thing is yesterday we were on the phone and I couldn't – I cannot get this out of my head – we were on the phone with someone and we were talking about some financial stuff and business planning and all that. I remember and that. there was this phrase that came up and it was, it just has to be practical, not necessarily right. And now the Ooh. context was a little bit different, but this phrase I think actually relates to a lot of things in business and analytics and understanding data. And I, I was running around in my head, especially like when we look at website analytics or Google analytics or the data associated with digital spend or anything like that. And there's always these questions around like, what should your cost per click be? What should, you know, what should the time on site be? What's your bounce rate? Uh, how many, how many lead conversions are you getting? All of, all of this like data on the website, data in, in the ecosystem of digital spend, what's your cost per car sold? And I think that what I've come to realize over the years is like, there are so many different opinions but the reality is, is that based on your business, based on your ecosystem, your community, the way you sell cars, your margins, all of that is that it might not necessarily be like there's a right answer to that. There's an out and out, just true, like final answer everybody gets to agree to. But as long as it's practical for your business, makes sense to the bottom line that you can pull levers 
based on what impacts the bottom line, hey, that's practical enough. And so just thinking like as people are planning into 2023 and trying to go like, what's the silver bullet for my marketing, my digital, my uh, my showroom, you know, traffic, all that type of stuff. It don't like only look at your 20 group or, uh, you know, other competitors across the street. Like look at your business, the practical levers that you have to move to be successful in 2023 and pull on those levers, not someone else's. Speaking so. of things that are going to make us successful in 2023. Stop. Come on. Oh, Cox Automotive data shows that new inventory has increased. Yes, you heard that right. It has gone up by another 150,000 vehicles as presented in their monthly industry update. Um, Their whole economic and industry insights team gives out a presentation. We linked it up in the show notes. So basically saying a stream of increases from June to now has 2022 sitting 78% higher than we were in, in 2021 at the same point. Although wow. inventory note still below 2019 levels. No crap. Like we got that. Uh, November, <laughs> end, November ended with 1.61 million vehicles in dealial inventory with some variation between um, brands based on, you know, their strategies. But uh, let's remember, this is great. This is actually a line from our daily email, by the way, if you don't get it, you need to get it because our lead writer, Chris has some great little stingers at the end. Of, so here's what he put okay. at the end of this that showed up in the inbox today. He said, let's remember though, a return to 2019 inventory levels does not equal a return to 2019 dealership strategies. You know what's nuts? <laughs> Chris wasn't even in the auto business in 2019 and he, he barely had a car. Come <laughs> <Right>? on. <laughs> yeah, That's it, good. it's just a great reminder, right? Like inventory levels as they come back, let's not revert to the things that were bad about, you know, the, the bad things that came from with the excess inventory, right? Yep. All of the floor planning and all of the incentive mongering and all of the, the tactics that built distrust in the consumer mindset. But it's good to see inventory coming back up. It is. It is. And and that's different depending on the manufacturer. You know, you look at some manufacturers and they have, you know, they're, they're, getting close to that 90 day supply on ground. And you, you got other manufacturers that are still sitting at a five day supply, you know, um, that are still waiting on, on vehicles. So it's still a dynamic in the, in, uh, the, depending on the OEM, uh, but to see a wider supply of vehicles on lots, I think is actually, we're in a healthy place right now. My fear is that it could go to unhealthy. So, uh, we'll just kind of see what 2023. I'll pretend that I don't think it's going to go to unhealthy. Just for this segment. Just just for this segment. Just you'll pretend. For this segment, and and your voice pretend. doesn't tell the story at all. Not even <laughs> close. Not even close. Oh, well, let's just move. We'll just stop. hit a stop there to, so we can stop talking. Uh, next story. AutoNation. This one's near and dear to my heart. I relate to this story so much. AutoNation, I'll tell you why. Uh, the largest U.S. Uh, new vehicle retailer, as you know, has agreed to acquire Los Angeles-based RepairSmith. One word. Uh, for $190 million to expand its on-site service offering for 109, you know, for 190 million bucks. Basically, you get it. There's a van, the tech goes to the customer, fixes their car on-site, um, whether that's on-site for dealership services or on-site for retail customers. Um, you know, it's part of their expansion to get into the after-sales service market. I love it, honestly. I love it. It's, it's absolutely genius. And, and I think that there's, well, one, it's a customer experience thing. Um, it, it takes the onus of, uh, anything service and repairs on the dealership and less on the customer, the opportunity for buying vehicles off the street because the customer is just oh, kind of in a comfortable place is massive in my opinion. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Sheesh. 
Everybody gets and, a price while you're there. You can do a condition report, do the little OBD2. Brian Kramer's going to pop out of the trunk and stick that OBD2 thing in there <laughs> and show people how easy it is. <laughs> yeah, and and I also think that um, that the 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 benefit here is you don't have to. You know, there's been a lot of talk kind of about building over the last ten years, and a few manufacturers have tried it, but about building like service centers throughout the city, just because like we don't have the number of service centers of Firestone or a Valvoline or anything like this, this reduces the need for that. Mm -hmm. And AutoNation sees themselves as a partner to OEMs and the ability to service vehicles in a radius is really, really important as OEMs are trying to figure out the serviceability in, uh, you know, a tightening, um, like dealership network. Um, so AutoNation is, is just hedging their bets on like changing lots of tires and driveways. Yeah. You know? Well, I don't actually, I don't think they'd change tires. They'll rotate tires. I know a lot about rotate. this type yeah. of business because my first business image auto, right? Vans, equipment and vans showing up, doing yep. service, digital system, go to re repairsmith.com. I, I perused the site this morning. They have a really nice site, little nice video on what it's like to be. I'm a repairsmith technician and like, look, you know, like you have like the Teslas and the mobile service bringing the service there. The truth is, it's like, it's very feasible. You need less and less major equipment to do it, right? Even we talk about the serviceable items on an EV, even. Yeah, yep. put all those in a Sprinter van. Um, you know, typically speaking, uh, the three-year cars and newer are the majority of the cars that they service, according to the article. So, um, hey, takes a while to figure out how to do this on your own. So they just said, you know what? We got $190 million. Just there it is. Scoop yeah. it up. <laughs> so smart. So smart. Oh, no. I'm hurting for segues, segues today. today. I'm hurting for segues. It's tough. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, we're just going to stop. We just get the stop button. <laughs> just get the stop button when we do that. The Tuesday drag on segues. It's is tough. Brutal. We're going to, we're going to, we'll redeem this. Well, the first one was so strong, <laughs> right? From, from your like insight into the first story. I think it just, I think we just spent all our segue just, mojo. Just all the segue energy, right? All there. right. Well, listen, speaking of sucking all the energy out of things, stop. That was a good time. <laughs> Do that. Uh, as if we needed one more inconvenience at a dealership, the specialized paper so crazy. that you use to print titles on. If you ever look at that paper, it's pretty complicated. It's right. become scarce. There's a shortage of title printing paper causing delays and confusions with car dealers and owners. Basically, the blame I is increased. <laughs> well, what they say, because we've been making so much cardboard that we're having a hard time getting the title paper. I don't buy it because we've been making a lot of cardboard for like the last few years, right? I don't know. It's just, it's like the one thing Come after on. another and you're like, we're going to talk about paper, paper, yeah. you know, but I get like, and not just that, but this is one of this. What's scary to me is like the titling process, the registration process is one of the biggest customer complaint areas in the dealership because it's all of that like post sale stuff that customers are always like, what's going on? What's happening? What's next? Is this getting done? Is that getting yeah, done? A lot because of the, the communication has a gap between like salesperson to accounting to customer. And how does that flow at that point? And when already like DMVs are struggling with staffing over the last couple of years. And now you like, if they have the staff, they can't even get the titles out. It, it you know, like uh, you yeah. put it in the show notes, but digital titles. Yeah. Maybe. Some, Just some States, think, I think, think what, uh, they have a list of States that are like moving forward in that thing. Massachusetts, maybe California, maybe Texas, maybe, but digital titles make sense. I can't wait till I have my driver's license on my phone. Right. I like, I almost don't need my wallet. 
I almost yeah. don't need it. I mean, not like I need to carry my. And if you and, and if actually, you could just look. like NFC, if if I wonder how much this title paper is worth. I actually have one right here. There you go. <laughs> it's the title for the, the yeah, Land Cruiser. You're like shred that up. <laughs> Can I recycle this? But like I mean, copper. I look at it and it's got like it's got like a, a watermark of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. It's got all kinds of special security features in it. I don't know. I there don't know, but there you go. I'm holding a valuable thing in my hand right now. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. But regardless, uh, dealers are always creative to find a way to get things done anyway. But so the old power of attorney, right? Printed yeah. on good hey, old for fashion, dealers, though. It's just a good communication. Let your people know so they can let their customers know that, hey, title work may be, may be taking a little bit longer time. Just Share this podcast order. with Boom. them. There you go. Look, even Share these it. two jabrones with beards and hats know that there's a title shortage. Title Let's title go. Shortage. Uh, and if we can't find the words, we'll just have a computer give them to you. Speaking of computers giving us words. Stop. Segway. Like Maybe we should just have chat GPT write segues for us. Before the show, you've probably heard about it uh, around. If not, you're about to. Uh, ChatGPT is a large language model trained by a company or a, it's a company, right? OpenAI that generates human-like text on a wide range of topics based on input by a user. It's uh, an AI research lab focusing on developing and promoting friendly AI looking to benefit humanity as a whole. And everything yep. I just read to you was written by ChatGPT. There you go. I said, I said, explain yep. chat GPT in and a few gave, sentences. It, and it gave you some bullet points. There you go. So interestingly enough, if you haven't heard of GPT or GPT-3, which is the most recent version, uh, chat GPT is actually on chat G is, is actually on GPT 3.5 and three point or, and four is coming out soon. Uh, but GPT-3 has been utilized by a bunch of different AI services, uh, things like copy.ai, copy um, to, to leverage it in like copywriting in particular and, and prose writing. But what the change is now is that you can actually start to ask it questions. Like it has a native learning that can also engage with someone. And so, um, you know, the, the copy side of things has been done and is actually available via an, via an API that a lot of different services are plugged into. And there have been businesses using it, but chat GPT is kind of like open sourced it, given the accessibility so that it can learn quicker uh, to a bunch of different people. And the craziest thing about it is it's not actually hooked up to, an inter to the internet. It's a hundred gigabyte file. Think about that. Like it can literally fit on a phone. Yep. And when Offline, you search it, it was trained in what? 2001 is yep. the, the last information that it has about the world, right? So it doesn't have anything current. It doesn't scour yep. the internet for answers. Uh, you can try it out yourself by going to chat.openai.com, set up a little account and just start blowing your own mind. I, last night I was home. So we had the story a couple weeks ago, or no, maybe I just sent you a text message or it was in LinkedIn. I don't know what my life is, but it was about an app that you could, the kids could use. They're using the scan math oh, word problems, goodness. right? Yeah. You just take a picture of it and it solves the word problem for you. And we're like, here we go with this. Well, last night, my son Miles has a, like a, a dual enrollment class with, you know, it's like high school, college thing. And right. he has to write a paper, like a 1500 word paper. And he typed his thesis sentence into it. And it said, write me 1,500 words. It gave him 
a beautifully written article with two of the three ideas that he hadn't even considered yet. He's like, oh, I never considered that. Oh, I never considered that. So I don't know. I'm still trying to decide, right? (laughs) Is that bad for him to do or should he spend his time on other things? It does like, I think with all technology, the, the relationship with it is, is utilize it when it makes absolutely the most sense, but lean into the actual communication, actual thought leadership, actual opinion based and, 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 and research based understanding of your brain and then leverage technology to make things more efficient. And I think that there's plenty of business uses for this, um, especially when scale is involved. Um, so I'm excited to just see how people how people utilize it and, and uh, execute off of it. Well, I don't think we have a choice at this point. It's coming. It it's here. One thing it will never replace ever, ever, ever. And that is two humans having a relationship in community, which is what we have. So take that chat, GPT. Mm-hmm.